Hello, everyone. My name's JB with Not By Works Ministries. It is Wednesday, April the 12th, 2023, and uh, this is our second podcast of the day, and I have been just thrilled to get to talk with uh, friends and colleagues about uh, the things of the Lord and the things of this world that are going on and how it all kind of fits together. And uh, today it's time for our weekly world events update with Randy, who I will bring on here in just a moment. But want to remind you about the other podcasts from this week. Uh, yesterday, April 11th, we had one posted from uh, my conversation with Shane about AI and why, uh, where it's headed and, and why it should concern us. So that's a fascinating interview. I hope you'll take the time to listen to that. And then earlier today, we posted one, uh, just a wonderful conversation I had with Brian and Jeremy up in uh, Wisconsin about uh, the New World Order and how more and more people are waking up and what do we do with those who won't wake up and how do we deal with family issues related to this? How can we prepare? Uh, a lot of Bible prophecy questions, just a, a wonderful uh, discussion. So I hope you'll take the time to listen to that one as well. And then, uh, of course, so last night we had our uh, weekly prophecy night at Plum Creek Chapel, and I talked all about Romans 13. And I, boy, I, I wish every believer could listen to that message. Um, I took the time to really dive into that passage and show how historically it has been used uh, by tyrants, uh, misused and abused uh, by a lot of Christians to support the uh, unbiblical notion that Christians have to obey the government come what may. And so I hope you'll take the time to listen to that. It was about 90 minutes with a Q&A at the end, and uh, I think you'll find it very uh, interesting. And so uh, for today, I want to uh, just share a verse here at the outset before I bring Randy on. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 7 says, The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. And again and again uh, throughout Scripture, we see references to the ultimate demise of the wicked uh, when Christ comes back and defeats Satan and the Antichrist and the false prophet. And I always love it when I see those verses because it just it just helps keep things in perspective. You know, perspective. In the previous chapter of Proverbs, we read, "Though they join forces, the wicked will not go unpunished, but the posterity of the righteous." will be delivered. And, uh, you know, we can take heart in the fact that those of us who are positionally righteous in Christ, because we've placed our faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died and rose again for our sins, uh, that we will be blessed someday. We may go through struggles, and we may face suffering and persecution, and, uh, you know, this is a fallen world. And Jesus said, it's not going to be a bed of roses. But uh, someday, uh, we will be delivered into the kingdom, uh, Someday, either if the Lord tarries is coming and we die, we will go immediately to be in the presence of the Lord. Or if the Lord comes back in our day, we will meet the Lord in the air and come back with him at the end of the tribulation to inaugurate the kingdom. But regardless, what we take comfort in is knowing that even though they join forces, the wicked will not win, they will not go unpunished, and God is going to judge them uh, someday. And, you know, on our podcast with uh, Randy, we do a lot of talking about uh, the wicked. You know, there are a lot of evil people out there working at Satan's behest, trying to throw off uh, the cords and bonds of God's control, trying to take over this world uh, as their own. And uh, we do this week to week simply as a way of keeping you informed and also, you know, highlighting how current events are setting the stage for the return of the Lord. And of course, we're not date setters. We're not sensationalists. We're not here to you know, sell you anything. We're just here to 
take a look at the world, uh, provide some con commentary and some insights and some reflections on it. And uh, Bible prophecy is one of my passions, as you know. And so I love talking with smart people who have smart things to say about uh, all that's going on in this world geopolitically and otherwise. And so Randy's a dear friend, a colleague. Uh, I'm th so thankful the Lord allowed our paths to cross for the last few years. And we bring him on once a week. Uh, just to kind of use his sources, he's got a number of sources uh, as a you know a certified private detective and uh, just uh, you know former military and just he's just done a lot of uh, things in life that have connected him with some pretty key people in strategic places and uh, so we love hearing from Randy and getting some insights that you might not hear from the mainstream state-run media uh, and uh, it's just always a pleasure but I always like to remind people. Because, you know, this is some heavy stuff, no question about it, uh, you know, and we don't want you to be discouraged or, you know, be despondent and think, oh, woe is me, the sky is falling. We want you to see that the whole point of this is to remind us that Christ is coming back. And that's exciting. You know, the study of Bible prophecy fills us with hope and trust in a God who fulfills his word, whose promises are kept who, you know, has a track record in his word of doing what he said he's going to do. And someday the wicked will be no more, as Proverbs 12, 7 says, and we look forward to that day. But until then, uh, it, it reminds us and encourages us to see the stage being set. But not only that, as we talk with Randy, we're able to see some practical things that can help us uh, prepare, because you know, again, the Lord has not promised that we're going to be protected from trouble. And if the Lord tarries is coming, we're going to find ourselves in need of some of this practical advice. And so, uh, Randy, welcome back today. It's uh, always great to have you on. I uh, enjoyed visiting with you last night at Prophecy Night, and uh, but uh, looking forward to all that we have to cover today. So welcome. Well, thank you very much. I want everybody to go to your sermon last night and to Shane's podcast the other day because those fit in very well with what we're going to talk about today. Now, I thought I had some good news for everybody, but as usual, they will change that on me just within five minutes. Mr. Biden's emergency powers concerning COVID ran out two days ago. Now, unfortunately, we have a new variant in India. It's called Arcturus, and it is another COVID variant, but it is really serious. India is having a mess with it. They can't control it. And uh, they're requiring everybody to mask up. And pretty sure it'll be here within about a month. So if you put your mask away or whatever you did, um, just understand, I don't know what's coming, but it's not going to be good. Mm. So don't worry about Marburg. Marburg's slow. The avian flu and this COVID will be here long before they do. So they'll have their chance to make us do whatever we want to. Anyway. Let's start off with our Russian friends. They always seem to be the problem children in the um, world, and they are again today. Yesterday, their hackers got into NATO and took down 60% of the NATO uh, information services, their um, everything to do with NATO. Basically, they put in a, some malware and other parts of a cyber attack, which they haven't said yet but it rendered 60% of NATO's information useless. So Canadians have found out that uh, the Russians have also put malware into their infrastructure and they can basically take out their water system and their gas lines anytime they want to. So I would imagine they've got the same thing here. We just don't know about it yet. So you have to remember 
with Zelensky and with Russia, we don't have a good guy. They're both bad guys. I just don't know which is worse. Uh, it was very nice of the Wagner Group to send to the Ukrainian troops, though. One of their soldiers' head stuck on a stick. Mm. Now, that's always a nice touch for a human being, but it just goes to show you how brutal this regime really is. And for our listeners who may not know, the Wagner Group, that's kind of a mercenary group working inside Russia. Is that right? Yes, they're working for the Russians. They're actually yeah. part of the army, but they're kind of separate also. And hasn't there been some tension between the, the, the Wagner Group and uh, Putin? Or am I misremembering that? No, there was. But supposedly it was only, I don't know if it was about money, but they couldn't get the ammunition they needed, etc. Evidently, they've got that squared off because the Wagner Group is basically overrun Bakhmut. There's very little left. The Russians have left them one corridor to escape towards Kiev if they want to. If they don't, they're going to annihilate every one of them. And there's like, I think, 8,000 left. So Zelensky needs to get him out of there because they're dead men. Um, there's also word of him attacking a counterattack against Crimea. Um, we mentioned this last week. He has 40,000 troops ready. That's about all he's got left. And the Russians have between 300,000 and 700,000 waiting for him. Hmm. So they have 45 miles of entrenchment along the coast. And anybody moves against them, like Putin said, he's going nuclear. So we've had our warning, and I suggested maybe they just let things lie, let him and Zelensky work it out, and get it done. And and Putin's not one to, you know, to keep moving the line in the sand, is he? No, he's already given us much more grace and mercy than I thought he ever would. Hmm. You know, I thought the guy would go in there, storm through everything, and kill everything in his path, but he hasn't. But I think he's to the point where um, he's ready. Hmm. Now, the United States doesn't know when to quit. We moved B-52s and F-22s right on the border with Kaliningrad, which is basically on the um, uh, Baltic Sea. It's a small area of land owned by Russia. It has no direct contact because there's land in between. But a bunch of Russian missiles are parked there. And they re-aimed them last week, and they are now aimed towards Germany, Poland, Great Britain. So they're waiting. They're, they are ready to act. Uh, you know, I keep thinking that's going to come to a conclusion just by waiting long enough, but I don't know. The way we keep pushing, keep the money running in there, it's going to be extended, and it's going to be a problem. So I guess we just get ready because I think – if he has to attack further, he'll take on NATO and the United States at the same time in conjunction with the Chinese. Which, which is exactly what they've been wanting all along. Let's let's not forget that it's not about Russia versus Ukraine. This is a much bigger agenda here. And I'm not even sure Putin and Zelensky really understand how they're being played by the Luciferians. Uh, you know, there are different factions, uh, as I talked about on a podcast earlier today. Uh, you know, China's a little bit of a, a wild card. Russia certainly is not necessarily uh, completely controlled by the, the global elite. Uh, so, yeah, there, what we see as a regional uh, battle between uh, Russia and Ukraine, it really is part of a larger picture, as you and I've talked about going way back uh, in the context of Ezekiel 38 and 39. But even beyond the biblical implications and prophetic implications, um, there's a group of people that want to see this world 
hurtled into a World War III. Am I right? Oh, yes. I think the Luciferians, obviously, and even people that aren't associated with them are getting to the mindset where they think we can win a war like that. We wouldn't last a week because we don't have the ammunition. We don't have the soldiers. And somebody's got to get a grip. I don't know if they will, but the Chinese supposedly ended their big exercise around Taiwan day before yesterday. Well, this morning, there's still 75 airplanes and a bunch of ships around Taiwan. They're, it's just kind of like they're waiting for something. And they announced this morning that they are cutting off the airspace north of Taiwan on the 16th. So yeah. in other words, it's kind of like we dare you to come in. Yeah, something is definitely up over there in Taiwan, you know, with that, with China. But, you know, going back to what you said about America, again, I don't mean to sound unpatriotic or disrespectful to our faithful men and women who have served faithfully in this country and are serving faithfully in this country. But the fact of the matter is, you know, our military has gone woke from the top down. That's by design. They're weakening our military. And I, I agree. I just I don't think that you know, a bunch of men wearing dresses is going to be a, a very intimidating uh, threat to Russia and China. And that's essentially what, you know, they're trying to turn our military into. And that's not a re that's not a joke. I mean, I talked about this last week when I dealt with the LGBTQ uh, issue at our prophecy night on uh, April 4th. I encourage folks to go back and watch that video or listen to it. But I've got uh, somebody I talked to within the military who says it's just beyond belief what's happening as they've completely infiltrated uh, our military. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, again, this is all part of a larger plan. We're not really sure how it's going to work out, uh, but, it's, you know, there's there's saber rattling all around. Well, and the Chinese mentioned, what was it, three weeks ago, that they can intercept and change our launch codes for our nuclear weapons. I would suggest with AI being at the stage that it's at, and you know they're going to have better stuff than the general public like we see, that they maybe really want to consider before they ever go to that kind of an extreme, because it could be the end of all of us, to be honest with you. Mm. I mean, when China goes on their state TV and shows the attack plans, if the Americans try to move into Taiwan, I mean, these people are serious. I think the days of baloney and, you know, just trying to stave things off, I think the Chinese are ready to fight. I think they think they can win. And they may. We don't know what kind of condition some of our stuff is in. So um, it's going to be very interesting over the next week because we had mentioned a couple of weeks ago that Great Britain was going to send out an emergency action message to their populace. Well, they finally um, got that together and they're going to do that on April 23rd. Now, it's not like it's this is a warning. This is a test. What it's going to say, at least from the draft I saw. This is an actual attack. The United Kingdom government is requesting da-da-da-da-da. Now, why you would ever send that to your populace, I don't know. Because if they don't hear the little message before that, these people are going to panic. And they're not going to know what to do. So if you want mayhem, they're in the right place. Mm. Um, a couple of things. Um, I was in with my bullion dealer the other day. And a gentleman come in that had purchased a bunch of silver bullion over TV. Now, getting the bullion into bullion with gold, silver, whatever is an excellent idea, I think. But this gentleman had bought four coins, one ounce coins, for twelve hundred dollars. 
he brought it in because he wanted to sell it. Those four coins are worth $31 a piece. The guy said, well, what am I going to do? I use my um, Social Security to pay for this. And I'm going, well, you, you won't do it again. But I mean, people are making dumb mistakes like that. So before you go putting a lot of money down or making a decision, research it. Make sure you're getting a good deal. Make sure you can afford it. And remember, you still got to live. So until the times get really tough, don't make mistakes like that. I felt so bad for the guy. Yeah, that's but- that's terrible. I, I, that's That's ironic because just last night, no, two nights ago, I had a conversation with a longtime friend, someone I've known for 30 years. He's uh, awake and uh, just love him to death. He's in uh, he's in Texas, but used to live in Oklahoma. But anyway, dear friend, and we talk from time to time every few months and he called me and we were talking about this very thing. And and he said, you know, uh, you know, how do you how can you buy coins and know you're not getting ripped off? And I guess I sort of until you just gave that little anecdote, I thought, well, I don't know. I've been dealing with, uh, you know, precious metals for years and years and years. And I just never have thought that's, you know, never thought you could get ripped off. But I guess uh, there's one born every minute. So, you, you you know, you got you do need to do the research, like you said, understand that there are deceivers out there that will try to take your money. Um, the safest thing is to buy dirty silver, which is what, which is just a colloquial term for quarters and dimes that were minted before 1965. So if it's 1964 or earlier, it has 90% actual silver in the coin itself. And those have great value, much greater value than the face value. So that's obviously recognizable. You can't fake that. And then buy other actual minted uh, coins like silver eagles or Canadian eagles and and uh, so forth. The same thing with gold. Uh, but if someone comes knocking and says, here, I got these little round metal things and they're, they're pure silver. And if you'll give me $100 for them, I'll, tell, I'll buy them. Uh, don't fall for it. <laughs> That's a good point. I also, when I was in there talking to him, gold and silver are both up. But because of the scarcity, they are charging a pretty large premium when you buy this. If you buy the, uh, what is it, gold eagles or any of the gold ounce, one ounce um, coins, they're going to charge you 125 at least over the spot price. Spot price is basically what they pay to get it. And then they have to make a profit. They have to pay for shipping. They have to do everything else. Because of the scarcity, they're going to charge you extra. Now, they're charging more than they did a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, that's the market. They've got to stay in business. They're having trouble getting supplies. And uh, I, for one, don't expect them to work for nothing. So just be aware that spot price is what it's worth, but that's not what you're going to get it for. Hmm. Now, disturbing thing I saw this morning. We've been talking about the uh, CBDC and how it's going to work, what's going to happen. The... IMF and the World Bank got together and they announced to the world last night that they have a CBDC coin that they will make available to everyone. They'll send it through the SWIFT system is basically where, you know, everything is brought up to the current price in each um, country's value. But they're trying to get one coin right now rather than going through the Americans, going through the Chinese, they're going, that would be a mess. So here's what we've got for you. Uh, It's called Unicoin. And the meeting 
is going on until the end of the week, and they're going to try to surpass all of the other digital money. Hmm. So if they do that, that's going to take a lot of control right out of the local or the national currencies. So I don't know how that would fit in with the Americans' plan to have a CBDC based on everything they want. But, you know, I guess the thing is our money is not worth as much as others. And if the SWIFT system can sort that out, it's going to be very attractive to everybody because we all know what kind of a mess it's going to be if we go, you know, how much is the peso worth to the dollar and this way it would all be handled. So, yeah. And, and let's not forget that while there are multiple groups, countries, organizations working on rolling out CBDC, uh, it will emerge as a global <clears throat> currency someday, certainly by the time of the tribulation before, you know, the Lord comes back, but not not necessarily before the rapture. Although if the Lord doesn't come back at the rapture soon, we're going to see it probably before then. But eventually we're going to see all of these emerge into one technology that it's all interconnected. So it's kind of like if you have a bunch of servers and they're all isolated but if you connect them all, then all of a sudden it's just instead of a one terabyte server, now you've got three terabytes and they all can connect and communicate. So uh, I think people need to be aware that this is happening fast. Don't be distracted by or confused by all of the mainstream reporting on it. There's all kinds of misinformation out there. Some sources will say, oh, it's it's you know way down the road. Some will say, oh, it's going to happen tomorrow. Just be aware it's in the works. And, uh, you know, I it's happening faster than even I thought. You know, I was I said just a few months ago that I think we won't see begin to see the rollout yet for another couple of years. But I, I now believe we're going to see the rollout this year. I still believe we won't see 100 percent compliance in America anytime. I think, you know, they'll get the low hanging fruit. They'll get the easy, easily duped people to sign on immediately by dangling you know extra tokens in front of them. If you sign up today, we're going to increase your bank account. But don't do it. Uh, don't fall for it. It's uh, once you've ceded control of your uh, self by signing up for the digital ID, you are sunk. Yes, yes. You know, and the thing is, we we have to remember. We talked about this a few weeks ago. The Defense Protection Protection Act of 1950, Biden's Executive Order <clears throat> 14067, basically says the government can meet in a time of an emergency come into your property and they can take everything. Now they have to get it back to you within 99 years, but they can take your gold, your silver, your food, cars, whatever they want. They can, uh, they can bring up conscription of new troops. Now, what's really concerning is I found that there are some states that have the same thing. Uh, of course, California and Colorado are in there. Yeah, and so and you don't know- forget- yeah, and don't forget J.P. Morgan's uh, CEO just recently recommended stealing private land from Americans in order to, you know, solve the global warming problem. Yes, he was very kind to offer eminent domain to take your property because you don't need it. You know, as bug eaters or whatever they call us, we're we're not going to need it. <laughs> so they're coming for everything. It's just going to be when, how, and where. But understand, nothing is safe. That you think you have the Second Amendment, they'll run through the Second Amendment so fast you won't know it hits you. So I say, don't tell people what you've got. Keep it close to the vest. Yeah, if and- you've got stuff, hide it. I don't care, but do something. 
Yeah, I mean, and they may we may not know what hit us, but uh, you know, they try coming for my uh, property. They they won't know what's going to hit them either. It'll just be somewhere between a three fifty seven and a nine mil, but it'll hit them. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I think I think most of the public, at least eighty million of them, are right there with you. I love cracking. I love cracking Randy up. You guys can't see this because we we record this by Zoom so we can see each other. And but we only upload the audio. But (laughs) I love trying to say things that get Randy uh, laughing because he's so calm and deliberate and he just lays out the facts. But every now and then I try to throw him a curve. And when he does that, if it sounds like gibberish for a minute after that, you have to forgive me, not him. But anyway. All right. So we've talked about Gog Magog. Well, Turkey decided last week they're calling on all Muslim nations to unite and wipe out Israel. So the countries in that alliance are now formed. We don't have to wonder anymore. They don't care about NATO. They're trying to do everything they can to get out of it. So understand that alliance is ready. Hmm. Now it's a matter of time, matter of positioning, but it's coming down the road quickly. The uh, Dan Crenshaw, I think all of you probably know him as, I don't know where he's from, which state, but he and Lindsey Graham have now said that we need to have an authorization through Congress to permit military action against the cartels in Mexico. That includes cyber, actual weapons, missiles, and ground troops. Now, the only thing I can suggest, if you attack a sovereign nation like that, you're asking for trouble. And one of the biggest ways they would hit us, OPEC controls 80.4% of the oil in the world. Mexico is not a member of OPEC, so those figures aren't included there. But we get 40% of our oil from Mexico. Hmm. So if our government wants to do something else stupid, we won't be driving. We won't be able to have a car or anything else. We, our people aren't thinking about what's going on. I mean, every decision they make is the wrong one. But the Strategic Petroleum Reserve went from 577 billion barrels, or million, whatever it is, down to 371 million, million barrels this year. We used up 200 million barrels of our strategic oil supply. All we have left now is a 28-day supply. So we get into a war, we get OPEC cutting us off, we're done. Yeah, We've got a month. And you know the notion of of assassinating other governments, leaders. I talked about that last night in my discussion of Romans thirteen. I, again, as you mentioned at the outset, and I did too. I really encourage folks to listen to that or watch that video from Prophecy Night last night because you know there are people out there like Robert Jeffers, for example, saying that Romans thirteen gives government leaders the right to do whatever they want, including and this is his words, assassinations. So you don't like people in Mexico, you can just go assassinate them. Now, look, I understand there are bad people out there, and and certainly the drug cartels are the worst, and when they commit a crime, we ought to come bring the full force of the law against them. But, you know, to, to, to attack another nation on their soil you know the ends don't justify the means you know we 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 there are certain moral rules and standards of warfare that civilized nations have adopted and we can't just arbitrarily start picking off world government leaders with a sniper rifle just because we don't 
like them. Um, you know, and and yet we've done that. I, I talked about that last night, not to repeat myself, but you know, we have a long history of deposing leaders and and uh, for less than uh, honorable reasons uh, to do uh, you know change the governments of countries to to help our you're the ones pulling the strings in our country. It's, it's they, we always make it about something else. Oh, you know, the babies in the incubators, like back with the uh, first Gulf War, which turned out to be a complete fake. They literally hired Hollywood actors to testify before Congress under oath, and then later said, no, it really, well, that never really happened. Or weapons of mass destruction. Well, that never happened. So they always make it about something else, classic Hegelian dialectic, but they have a different agenda in play. So that that does concern me that now uh, we're hearing, you know, rattling about uh, some type of uh, sort of black ops in, in Mexico. Well, yeah, I mean, who announces stuff like that? And nobody with common sense says, you know, we're going to come down and just do what we want in your country. How would we feel if they came up here? I would frankly be a little offended. So we're, we've lost all common sense. But Okay, so the Gateway Project that we talked about three weeks ago, I believe, two weeks ago. Anyway, I want you to all remember that. Go back and brief yourself on it a little bit, because what I'm going to tell you now um, basically fits right in. Now, I want, like I mentioned during that podcast, this had been declassified for three days when I got the information. All right, I went back to one of the websites it had 845,000 hits mm. from the day I first saw it to the next day. It's all over TikTok. So, you know, the kids, whatever, they're experimenting with it. They're going to get themselves in trouble. They're not going to know what to do. Or we're going to have a bunch of disturbed children and adults running around. And, and remind our listeners for those so they don't have to go back and listen to it. What Give us the thumbnail sketch of Gateway, that program. Project Gateway basically uses music instead of medications to relax yourself, get into a really, uh, what do you want to say, relaxed state. And then they show you how to practice where you can actually feel like you're levitating and have an out-of-body experience. They say that you can cross over into another dimension and you can see things you've never seen before. You get answers from things you've never known before. Um, the God, that project was classified for 30 years because they considered it dangerous. And I think we're seeing right now how dangerous it is. But anyway, it just it takes mind control and a bunch of stuff like the Ouija board into a whole new area. And it's demonic. Very scary. Yes. It's, it's ultimately spiritual. They won't admit this, but or actually some do. But the mainstream narrative is that this is not, you know, they, they won't bring up the whole demonic spiritual aspect of it. But that's what it's about. That's exactly right. Now, two years ago, in September of 21, uh, UJB and I had started talking about COVID, graphene oxide, and everything else. Now, they've been denying that for the last two years, right? Graphene oxide basically is a metal that's one molecule thick. It's hyperconductive for electrical circuits. It's one of the strongest substances on Earth. And the theory at that time was they were injecting that with the COVID vaccinations. That way they could bring the end times 666 and everything right into where they wanted. They've denied it, they've denied it, and they've denied it. But the other night they were interviewing 
Mr. Musk. And they were saying, now, how is your Neuralink working and how is it going to work? And he said, well, since the graphene oxide is basically in the COVID shots and 70% of the population has it in them now, we're not maybe going to have to worry about what we're going to do. Now, the graphene oxide will mesh up with 5G transmissions. In other words, if you've got it, they can pass a light over your hand, over your forehead, wherever, and they could read everything that that is basically picking and concocting for them. The really, the really weird thing is he has 4,500 satellites. He wants 42,000. And he's part of the whole mix. Comes across as a nice guy, but I got to tell you what, there's something wrong with this. He's providing all of this technology to the governments. They're going to be able to, basically, they're going to use microwaves or some other type of electronic wave. They can read your mind. They can control your body. They can give you thoughts. And it's evidently a lot closer to fruition than what they want to admit. Yeah. So that's exactly what Neuralink is all about. That's what he's claiming it's about. And I am I continue to be stunned at how easily most Christians jump on the bandwagons of guys like um, you know, Bill Maher and and Elon Musk. And it's like, don't you even have the slightest memory of of how evil these guys are and what they've done in the past? But because they're put on, you know, the the controlled opposition website, Fox News or, or TV station, and all of a sudden we think they're conservative or they say something we like or agree with, so we you know latch on to them like leeches, and we don't have the the ability to nuance and discern what they're saying. But yeah, Musk is absolutely. A part of this and his Starlink satellite network is part of it. But Neuralink, now they have not rolled out Neuralink, obviously, but it is his his B, his attempt at BCI, brain computer interface. And yes. I tell you what, if you think this stuff sounds like craziness, and it probably does to some of our listeners, trust me when I tell you they they have been researching the human brain for centuries in rudimentary ways, going back into ancient times. But in more modern times, they are so far ahead of what you know the average person understands. That's what MK Ultra was all about. Massive mind control programs. I talk about that in my books. You know, I recommend a couple of books in there. Like uh, um, one, I, one of them I don't even really want to say on the air because it is such a troubling book um, that it it will. You know, I've I've had people that have emailed me since the books came out and said, "Hey, I I, I noticed you mentioned this. Um, I'll just mention the author's name is Kathy O'Brien, and uh, you can take it from there." But they said, "So we went and bought it, and we read the first chapter. We couldn't. We had to put it down. We couldn't read the rest of it. It's just disgusting. What's going on with this MK Ultra?" And she was an MK Ultra survivor. I've heard interviews with MK Ultra survivors. If you don't think they know you and your mind better than you do. That's what's what Satan's been doing all along. It's a battle for the mind, like Colossians 3 talks about. And, you know, I, I've said this before, but, you know, these mind control experts, these these Luciferians, they could they could spend five minutes with you. And within five minutes, they could have you standing on top of a table, singing Yankee Doodle Dandy and taking your clothes off. And you would not even realize it's happening. 
That's how much, that's how powerful the mind is. Now, from a spiritual perspective, if we renew our mind, if we first of all are born again by faith alone in Christ alone, and then we feed the mind with the Word of God, um, then we can we can you know certainly pre preempt and prevent these types of spiritual attacks. But it's all about demonic control in the case of unbelievers, demonic possession, and it is serious. And you know the the whole coalescence here of of AI, uh, Chat GPT, and similar programs like we talked about yesterday with, uh, or Monday rather, with Shane. Uh, all of this is coming together, which is yet another sign that we are getting closer and closer to the return of the Lord. So, so yeah, this uh, this new program, yeah, this isn't fake news. I mean, this the stuff that they're talking about and that we're seeing happen. It's really happening. They can really do it. Well, you know, we talked about chat GPT with Shane, what, six weeks ago, two months ago? Yeah, and then yesterday, yeah. or Monday. But right, but the first time we really knew about it is when he mentioned it, mm -hmm. and he said he thought the fourth version would be out towards the end of the year. Well, no, the fourth version is out now. The fifth version, version is supposedly September through December, but the way it's working, I think they'll have version six out by then. Now. Here's the problem. This stuff is writing its own code, like we mentioned last time. It is communicating with other artificial intelligence, and they don't know how, and they let it run 24-7. Now, ChatGPT the other day came out and uh, picked on one of, let's see, the name of Jonathan Hurley from Fox News. It set up a complete article in a magazine accusing him of sexual harassment. And when they when this basically presented itself, it had the article, it had all the evidence, had a photo of him, and it had made it all up. None of it was true. But we know that they're scavenging the Internet and everything else, uh, your phones, whatever, to get the information. Because if you have Alexa, if you have Siri, and now with Musk's 5G network, if you have a microwave, garage door opener, if you have a newer car with a computer, all of that information is being recorded real time. They didn't build that NSA building in Utah for nothing. And they have many more sites like that. So they have all of the information. They have your financial, your medical, everything. You're going to have to really be careful what you believe from now on. Because yeah. I'm afraid it's going to be a lot of disinformation and lies. Yeah. And Shane, you know, I asked Shane what concerns him most about all this. And he said how fast it's changing. Like you said, nobody thought it was going to happen this quickly, but they're rolling it out so fast that it's, you know, he said from one day to the next, he's amazed at the capabilities of this technology. And, you know, chat GPT is, is the most uh, popular one. It's the most uh, widely adopted platform for this type of AI. It's a large language model uh, system. And, and I won't go back into that in greater detail. You can listen to Monday's podcast, but um, it is going to ultimately become a integrated part of the complete Luciferian control to control grid right now. They're able to control the internet through uh, algorithms and shadow banning and things like that. But at some point, through this AI intelligence, they will you will only be able to get the quote unquote correct answer that they want you to have, and you won't know that it's false. You know, 
the lines of distinction between truth and reality are going to be more blurred than ever. It, it really is a nightmare what's uh, what's uh, what's happening before our very eyes. Yeah, it's very disheartening. It's it's to the point where yeah, I like to use I used to like sci-fi and stuff like that, but I got to tell you anymore. What I saw in sci-fi was simple compared to where we're at now, which leads us to Project Bluebeam. Now, this was a secret project, and basically a gentleman by the name of Sergei Monest back in 1945, he was a journalist, he um, supposedly got a hold of information from secret societies, wherever that could have been, and found out that there's a plan in force that basically is going to change everything we do. Now, when I first thought about this and I first read it, I'm going, ah, this is baloney. But here's the deal, all right? The goal of NASA, WEF, and parts of the UN, they want a one world order. And they are going to have it. So they have to dissolve the borders, can't have borders. And if you look at Mexico, United States, we have no border there anymore. They're going to have to dismantle religion as we know it. They're going to have strange weather events and earthquakes to bring this all about. And basically, they use technology instead of drugs, weapons, or anything else. Now, it's really kind of neat how they do it. They have a four-step plan, basically. What they're going to do is they're going to get rid of religion as we know it, combine them all into one. Now, everybody goes, well, how's that going to happen? If we look a year ago when the Abrahamic, Abrahamic house or whatever it's called came together with the Jewish, Muslim, and Christian faiths, they merged three of them right there. Now, if they would happen to get Buddhists in there, Hindus, they would have most of the popular religions in the world. You know, if you're going to say you don't have to be saved to go to heaven, God does this, if they merge all of those beliefs, we will lose the identity of who we are as Christians, which is exactly what they want to do. They're going to confuse us. And if you look now, you look at TV, you watch TV, you listen to the news, how much of it can you really believe? They're taking religion away from us. They are breaking up the family unit. That's their second goal. You break down the family unit where you no longer have respect for each other. You don't eat together, you don't work together. They're breaking down the very structures that keep mankind intact. So it's well underway. I mean, we can give many instances where this is going on. They, um, they wanted to use holograms to picture people giving speeches and basically spreading all of this baloney that they're going to use. Well, why do they need a hologram? We have AI now. AI can take your picture, get a few sentences from you, reproduce an image, looks like you, talks like you, and if you didn't know better, you wouldn't know it wasn't you. That could be transported on Musk's satellites, so it could be around the world in a couple seconds. So what they're planning to do, they already got most of it done. And the really interesting thing they were talking about how they're going to really spread some of the disinformation. Monast had said they're going to create earthquakes. And with these earthquakes in specified areas, 
They're going to have new findings of new scrolls and new information to basically discredit all of the religions we have now. And we've seen the earthquakes. They're starting. They're getting much uh, more of a magnitude and more spread out. Well, they're actually getting closer together. So this is, you know, if you look at it, it's all like this is making sense. So let me, let me interject real quick just to connect the dots a little bit more uh, more plainly for people about Project Bluebeam. So Project Bluebeam was a, a NASA-based, and I think there were some other agencies that were involved in it, technology uh, involving holograms that was intended to be used as a weapon in war to where they could create holographic images of various people, figures, say, for example, Muhammad, and that would look real and that would then be given a message to the enemy that says, you know, lay down your weapons or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And and so that's kind of the, at least the official narrative of what it was intended for. Um, and just to let people know the prevalence of holographic technology, and you're right, I want to go back to you in a minute on how it has now evolved well beyond that with AI, but there's a whole industry out there built around holographs and particularly holographic concerts. People are paying $50 to $100 a ticket by the tens of thousands to pack arenas to hear people like, you know, Whitney Houston, Roy Orbison, Tupac, um, you know, you name it, uh, perform. And, And what do all those people have in common? They're dead. So these are literally dead concert artists that are performing, and it looks real. I mean, it is eerie how real it looks. I mean, people wouldn't pay money for some weird looking, uh, you know, fake uh, deal. This is this is big. In fact, there's a whole uh, Rolling Stone did a the whole article uh, on this uh, just a couple of years ago. Maybe it's been more than that now, but it was live after death inside music's booming new hologram touring industry. Uh, you can go to a company called Hologram USA, where you can order uh, dead musicians to come perform at your company event, uh, and they will set up the whole thing, and they have the technology. And so you you want uh, you know Whitney Houston or somebody like that to come perform? They'll do it. I mean, this is this is yet another whole avenue of blurring the distinction between reality and virtual reality or fact and fiction. So so now tell us what's happening with this blue beam technology today and how that fits into this one world order that you've been talking about. Okay, they're getting rid of religion, the family unit. They're bringing the one world currency. Next is going to come the space show. Basically what they're going to do, they're going to uh, <sighs> From what Sergey said, what they may actually do, I think, has changed. And he wouldn't have known for sure because he didn't have any of this when he was alive. But what they're planning to do, we've been hearing about UFOs. We've been hearing about all the spaceships, the motherships for, what, the last two years. I mean, it was classified information for 50 years. They didn't want to talk about it. But now we've got the Pentagon saying, yeah, there's a mothership. Elon Musk come out this morning and said, there's a ship up there that's miles long. Well, how is it we don't see something that big? You know, I mean, it seems to be like we would, but what they're going to do, they're either going to use all of this technology to create a false flag. And basically what they wanted to do, they wanted 
all of the world to get together, think that there was actually going to be an alien attack. It was set up that we would send up fighters, other countries would too, and say we attacked the different types of UFOs. Now, if we don't have any better luck than we did with the balloon, we should maybe stay on the ground. <laughs> but that was the plan. And then the second part of the plan were the aliens going to shoot back at us. That was going to unite the whole world to use atomic weapons against the aliens. Now, when it was all said and done, they were going to admit that it was a false flag and it never happened. They would be rid of millions or billions of people. They would basically say, you know, this shows the fallacy of nuclear weapons. We have to unite as one world order. Mm. Now, the thing is, we know that they can broadcast into your brain using the graphene oxide and microwaves or whatever frequency they want to use. And they can actually do it so that you're thinking what they're showing you. Now, they use a couple different methods. They, uh, to create this artificial crisis, they basically will use, get that, sorry, let's see, transcranial magnetic pulse. Now, there are a lot of patients this day and age that have depression where they're using this on them. From close contact with somebody that did this, it will basically rewire your brain. And for a little while afterwards, you feel like you've never felt before. Unfortunately, it doesn't last. Then you become more depressed. You become more psychotic. You get to the place where you're worse off than what you were before. But this is one of the methods they're going to use. Now, they have electroconvulsive stimulation. Basically, they put the... Um, Pads on your head, give you a shock like we used to do with electroshock or, you know, depression and stuff. My big problem there, they're testing it on fighter pilots right now. And I'm going, are those really the ones we want to test this on? I mean, they're flying supersonic jets protecting us. And we're going to do something to this. I mean, it makes no sense to me that they would go that route. I would think medications would be better, but I guess whatever. Anyway, as they use this technology and the microwaves and everything else, they are going to overcome our mind, and then they can insert anything in there they want. Because once they're into you with the um, microwaves, basically they control you. No longer will you have your own thoughts you will actually have a machine controlling you. Now, it sounds a little bit of out of sight, but let's face it. We have computers that are doing things they've never done before. We have technology in the satellites through microwaves that are doing things like never before. And like they said, you won't need a cell phone. You won't need a TV. You won't need a radio. You've got a microwave, a garage door opener, anything else that's using any type of transmission, they can onboard what they want to give you just by using that. So again, we're going to have to be very careful. We, we have to watch what's going on because they've already got three steps pretty much completed. The religion's yeah. going, the family's going, currency's going. Now we're to the end. 
Well, I mean, my head's about to explode, so I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. But let me let me back up to this uh, alien uh, in, intrusion thing that they're that they're talking about. So the real uh, the real important thing to understand is that while there are going to be false narratives and technologically created narratives used as part of this Hegelian dialectic to to convince us to jump on board the one world order. There are also going to be real demonic manifestations. And so I think the challenge is going to be for us to be able to have discernment, 1 John 4, 1, and recognize the difference between a very real manifestation of a spiritual battle and fake uh, stuff that Project Bluebeam uh, and others, you know, programs and projects are putting together to create this big, you know, display uh, in the sky. Um so, you know, they they definitely, uh, you know, are going to do that. And I, I think it's but it's some people think it's only about that, like all of this talk that, that like you mentioned, the Musk comments about the spaceship, you know, lurking off of our atmosphere and, you know, all this UFO talk and the exposure. Some people think that's all just fake news as a setup to explain the rapture uh, or, you know, as you've said, and I've said, you know, as a means of saying that there's some alien threat from an, another world that needs to unite us as a one world system. Um, I think that's partly true. There's, they're going to use that, you know, as a convenient opportunity, but at the same time, it is a real threat of demonic activity. It's, this isn't all just made up. I mean, you'd have to be I mean, it's just silly to think that, you know, 70 years in the modern uh, UFO era, it, it was all that deep of a conspiracy that transcends borders and states and, you know, everybody, all these tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of eyewitness accounts, the, you know, the uh, uh, Blue Book and some of the other agencies. No, that, that those were real sightings. Those were real issues, but they're demonic. And as I've outlined in chapters 9 and 10 of Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 2, you know, you there's a upsurge in this type of phenomenalistic activity the closer we get to the return of Christ, because Satan knows his time is short, so he's harnessing his spiritual enemies and, I mean, uh, armies, and it is, after all, a spiritual, uh, you know, battle. But, you know, they are, you know, to your point about this mind control, they are using humans as a you know, massive laboratory, you know, animals, basically using the, the earth is like a massive laboratory. Remember, you've all know Harari said that basically, you know, uh, we just don't need the vast majority of, of people, uh, except, you know, for data collection on them. Um, and, you know, he's one of the leading World Economic Forum spokesmen, a right-hand guy to uh, Klaus Schwab. So, Randy, I mean, the stuff that you're talking about is is blowing my mind in terms of Blue Book. Now, tell me again, the the people you're talking to, are they saying that this is something that is in the works to produce some big, you know, atmospheric show, uh, and it's just a matter of time before they pull the trigger, or is this just one of many plans that they have, kind of back in the in their tucked away to use if needed? Well, they've tried to diffuse it, confuse it, you know, classify it for years. The one place I disagree with Sergey, I think they're going to use all of this to explain the rapture. Hmm. I think it's not going to be an alien war. There are going to be a lot of people disappearing because of the rapture. I think they need to have an excuse. 
And I think this is what they're going to say is, hey, we were attacked by aliens and this is what we had to do. Well, it's it's so, a both end, like I said. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's a both end. I mean, I, I think you know it's the classic thing that Machiavelli said: never, never miss a chance to use a crisis for your own ends. And so, I think certainly after they've already established the narrative of a you know alien invasion or all these you know alien little green men and 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 we're under attack, then of course, if the rapture were to happen in the midst of that or after that that will create a very easy explanation. Well, they they can say, oh, it was just another alien attack and they've abducted all these people. But I, I just, I don't think, so So you're not saying that that's the sole purpose of this plan? Uh, you're just saying- well, I think Sergey, I think Sergey, when he wrote his book, I think he probably thought this was what was going to happen, but I think they've made changes to benefit them. Hmm. You know, for knows the end is coming, there's going to be a rapture. Well, what better way to insert something and then have an excuse for it already ready to go? I mean, we won't know because I really think the Christians won't see the final part of what's going to happen. But we see the religion being torn down, the family, the currency. And while this is controversial, it is not as nuts as it sounds. Everything yeah, that, that he mentions is being done. Yeah, no, it's definitely happening. Uh, and, and it's just a question of trying to connect the dots when you got so many precincts reporting here about AI and about, you know, technology and, and pandemics and medic medicine and just, you know, the paranormal uptick. It's just hard to kind of see how it all picks together. But that's fascinating what you just said. And 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 uh, Brian and Jeremy, whom I interviewed earlier today, uh, from uh, Wisconsin, they asked the same, they made the same comment, which is that, you know, Satan certainly knows the Bible. He's read the Bible. He understands the doctrine of the rapture. It's kind of sad that Satan understands the doctrine of the rapture and, and many Christian, you know, covenant theologians don't. But anyway, um, and so could it be that he is orchestrating in the demonic realm, the, the evil spirit realm, the dark realm, uh, you know, the principalities and powers that Paul talks about in Ephesians 6. Could it be that in light of his knowledge of the rapture, he is setting the stage to create a plausible explanation for it, um, while at the same time using those demonic entities uh, for many other means? You know, I have a chapter in the book on demonic entities and how they're you know, using attacking individuals, and uh, so there's it's a quite a complex plan, but it's just fascinating to me that while I have been focusing on the the spiritual warfare aspect of it and the actual real demonic manifestations, at the same time, there is a fabricated corresponding technology that looks like, you know, they don't call it demonic, but they, they call it alien, uh, that can also play a role in this uh, as well. Well, that's why I say, listen to your sermon last night. Listen to Shane. Read the news and see how this is progressing. This is progressing faster than anything I would have ever imagined. Now, we get, it's controversial. Some people think it's garbage, but I'm going, it fits. It's coming down just like he said. Now, the one thing that really gives him credence he was arrested on December 4th, 1996 for this, and he died in custody on the 5th. So now, you tell me, did he just die of natural causes, or was he like Epstein and the rest of them? I mean, 
what used to be science fiction is either one brave witness or 30 days difference between its fact. I mean, you, you can't make this stuff up anymore. Mm. I mean, and we know there's so much further ahead than what we know. Um, I think he laid the groundwork. I think they probably made changes where they want to. But like your sermon, they're following the same line. They're, they're doing things. We know they're doing things. And it's all kind of behind the curtain yet. But it's becoming more prevalent and in our face every day. And they'll tell us right now what they're going to do because, you know, we can't stop. So all I can say is know what you believe. Know who you are. Because when this stuff really cranks up, and probably very soon, they're going to have you confused. If you don't know who you are and what you believe, they'll have you so confused with the mind control stuff, you won't know what to believe. And yeah, you've mentioned that many times. Yeah, no, it's that's, and I'm going to close out when we're done here in a minute with some scripture that I, my mind just immediately went to scripture because it's like, you know, where do we go to to sort this all out? What what's the true north? You know, what where can we kind of rest uh, in our faith? on you know on what's going to happen but i found the quote that i was referring to from harari he he said quote the future is about developing more and more sophisticated technology like artificial intelligence and bioengineering quote most people don't contribute anything to that except perhaps for their data and so these uh whatever people are still doing which is useful these technologies increasingly will make redundant and make it possible to replace the people so I know that's a long quote, but the gist of it is, he says, you know, most we don't need most people. You know, we need to get rid of most people. And uh, you know, if you go back and listen to my uh, podcast, that was a, a a replay of my message from Orlando in March of this year called "Bloodlust: Exposing the Luciferian Depopulation Agenda." Uh, I talk about this. The video is not available. You have to get that from Prophecy Watchers, and I encourage you to get it. By the way, go to prophecywatchers.com and order all the videos from that Orlando Prophecy Summit. I spoke twice, and there were some just first-class speakers there. Uh, I felt honored to even be mentioned in the same name with them. Uh, but you can listen to the podcast. But the gist of what he's saying here is that they, the Luciferians view us as lab rats. And so what Randy's talking about here in terms of digging into our minds and playing around with it, they don't really care if they do an experiment and it kills you or maims you or destroys you. That's just They'll just pick that rat up by the tail and toss it over there in the garbage bin, and they'll experiment on another one. That's Satan is a killer. Jesus said he's a murderer from the beginning. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He hates life. He hates life. He wants to destroy life. So it's nothing for these people working under his regime and at his behest to, you know, uh, to to just destroy life uh, in the process of trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, uh, transcend life, which is what transhumanism is all about. So, all right, back to you. Where, where are we at on this? I'm just, I'm really just, un, you know, amazed at uh, the data that you're giving us here about uh, Project Bluebeam. And when did this guy die, by the way? In 1996. Okay, yeah. And they've kept it pretty much hidden since then. Now, I'm I'm not suicidal. I'm not going to disappear on my own. So if I disappear, start looking with the government. Okay, kind of like yeah. you. Because I, I'm sure they're listening. <laughs> I've said the same thing many times. It's been a while, though, so I better mention it, uh, especially since I the last few minutes here sounded kind of 
just uh, a little bit befuddled. But uh, absolutely, I believe I value life. I would never take my own life. I'm thrilled uh, with uh, my wife and my family and my kids and just enjoying every moment of life right now, sounding the alarm, preaching the gospel, and seeing Bible prophecy unfold before our very eyes. So I don't think I'm much of a target. Hopefully you're not either. But if for some reason they ever decide to Arkansas me, uh, to use the Clinton terminology, uh, most of you, I think, know what Arkansas is. It's when they, they uh, you know, shoot you 12 times in the back of your head with your hands tied behind your back and your feet zip, ta- zip tied together, and the paid-off coroner calls it a suicide. You know, the Clintons were really good at that back in, in Arkansas there around Mesa and some of the issues that happened there. Uh, lots lots we could talk about there. But anyway, so that gave rise to the term <laughs> Arkansas. It's when they, they rule it a suicide, uh, but uh, it couldn't possibly have been one. But anyway, uh, no plans to do that. Glad to hear that you don't have any plans to do that. But uh, – <laughs> If they do take you out, can I have your ham radio? Sure. Okay. Sure. Good. Kelton gets good. a couple of my guns. You know, Kelton, I'll just, I'll, Kelton I'll doesn't it. need any of I've that. Got, stuff. I've got plenty for both. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> now, one of our listeners gave me some additional information about cycles of the earth and everything else, but it also plays into a topic we're going to go over in a couple of weeks. Uh, this and Project Gateway are the simple stuff. The really creepy stuff is yet to come. So I'm going to use his stuff with that. And by the time we're all done, we should all be heavy drinkers or something because it gets weirder. It doesn't get better. Randy, did you just recommend drinking on the Not By Works podcast? <laughs> uh, I'm not recommending it. I just said we could all be. Okay. I just want to clarify, <laughs> for the record, I don't recommend that. No, I, I don't, don't usually. I don't have to do usually do any post production on our uh, on our podcast, <laughs> but I might have to go back and edit that out. I don't know. <laughs> I think if they know me, they'll understand the humor. I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So things are going to really accelerate here with the devil worship in Boston, April 28th through the 30th. All the CBDC, all of the banks, the banks were negative again today. Uh, gold and silver going up. So we know we know what's coming. And it's going to hit us like a sledgehammer on some morning when we don't expect it. So, yeah, for sure. Well, let me, uh, did you have anything else before I close out with uh, no. some scripture no. here? I think that's enough for today. <laughs> I think that's enough for more than today. Let me tell you. Um uh, good stuff. Really, really amazing, uh, amazing stuff. So, um, so uh, you know, my, my mind, since we're talking about a battle for the mind, and when we when we think of the mind, we think of both the physical organ of the brain, but we also think of you know the 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 mind, will, and emotions, and the the the, the immaterial aspect of it. And Satan is attacking both. And you know, Paul tells us in Colossians chapter two. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So let's just stop right there. If we're going to have any chance of winning this full-on assault from Satan and his co-conspirators, uh, the demons and earthly agents, uh, we've it starts with trusting in Christ alone for salvation. You got to be a Christian. Uh, and now more than ever, people need to understand time is short. Today's the day to receive the free gift of eternal life, to trust in Christ. Don't put it off. If you've been convicted by the Holy Spirit that you're a sinner who needs a Savior, and you've never truly placed your faith in Christ, let me encourage you to do that today. Um, Because only having received Christ Jesus the Lord can you then walk in Him. So Paul says, 
as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Wow, several things there. First of all, as a Christian, we need to be rooted and built up in the faith, and we do that by studying the Word of God, by listening to uh, podcasts like this one and ministries like Not By Works, not tooting our own horn here, but we are doing our best to correctly handle the Word of God and proclaim the Word of God and train up believers in the faith to understand um, the principles of salvation, sanctification, eschatology, all the major areas of Bible doctrine, which will equip us to handle whatever uh, comes our way. So be rooted and built up, established in the faith as you have been taught, the sad problem is most Christians are not being taught these things, and so they can't depend on what they've been taught. Uh, and then and the last part there is kind of interesting, abounding in it with thanksgiving. You know, this is what I keep coming back to again and again uh, in my own life, is that all of these things, as troubling as they are, they ought to fill us with gratitude that we serve a God who holds the future in His hand, and things are playing out exactly like God's Word said they will. So I'm grateful for that. Am I grateful for the Yuval Noah Hararis of the world and the Project Blue Beams and the MK Ultra projects? No, that of course not. I think they're despicable and they're tools of the devil. But am I grateful that in spite of that, God is still in charge? Yes. Am I grateful that all of these things are evidence that the, the Bible is true because the Bible says that things are going to get worse and worse and that this is a spiritual battle and Satan is battling to take over the world? So, I'm grateful in the sense that when properly understood and interpreted in light of Scripture, these things should fill us with hope about the future. Now, here's the rest of this, this verse. This is Colossians 2, now verse 8. Beware, beware lest anyone cheat you. That word beware is blepo. It literally means watch out, be on the lookout for, uh, take heed, observe, notice, mark, you know, those are all the kind of the lexical definitions of it. Uh, but beware, lest anyone cheat you. And that word cheat is, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a hopox legomena, meaning it's the only time it's used in, in Scripture. Let me find out real quick since I've opened that can of worms. Yeah, it's a hopox. So, uh, you know, the word cheat is is the Greek word sulagageo. It's the only time it's ever used, and it literally means to take captive or to carry off as booty. All right, so let me back up. Beware, watch out, take heed, pay attention, lest anyone take you captive, carry you off into captivity through what? How are they going to do that? What's their weapon? Philosophy, empty deceit, the tradition of men, the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. All of those things that Paul lists there are contrary to the teaching of Christ and to the Word of Christ, which is the Word of God. Philosophy. Well, that's the only time that word's ever used in Scripture, uh, too. It's the, it's the love of wisdom and refers there to worldly wisdom, not God's wisdom, as we read about in Proverbs, but worldly wisdom. So the first way that you're going to be taken captive if you're not careful, if you're not paying attention, is through worldly wisdom. And then empty deceit. Empty deceit, meaning lies that are utterly false, you know, completely uh, false, according to the tradition of men, the things that everyone else is saying, oh, this is, you know, the way it is, you know, the cultural principles. And then the basic principles of this world, uh, the cosmos there, uh, you know, Satan, of course, is 
the ruler of this world, the prince of the power of the air. Uh, this is his domain. First John 5 tells us the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. And so the world's principles are the kinds of things that will take you captive if you're not paying attention. So we need instead, as this passage closes out, to focus on and hitch our wagons to and abide in, stay close, stay in close fellowship with Christ. Because Paul says, for in him, Christ, all the fullness of the Godhead dwells, and you are complete in him. Now get this last phrase, so encouraging. You are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. And so that's what we've been talking about here on so many levels from so many, you know, everything from the geopolitical wars and Russia, Ukraine and China and all of that to the mind control games and the, you know, the what the Luciferians are trying to do to deceive the world. All of that is principalities and powers. And who's the head of it? Christ. So we want to remind Satan of that. He's a loser. He's already lost the battle. Christ is the head of it. But if you're not careful, as Paul warns here, you can be swept up and carried off in captivity. And uh, even believers, if they stay you know, disconnected from the Lord, if they're not in the Word, if they're not feeding their minds with good, solid food and truth, uh, if you're not careful, you can be uh, carried away. So I just want to leave you with that encouragement, Randy. Um, I kind of, I normally would say thank you for all this information today, but it just doesn't feel right. I want to say, you know, why did you do this? But no, it's it's good stuff, and uh, I know our listeners will uh, benefit from it. But we will talk again. Uh, you and I, I know, are going to be uh, hanging out later this week, and we'll have, of course, next week our worldly events update. But as always, if there is any major event that happens or some life-changing, world-changing uh, news. Uh, we will reach out quickly uh, and uh, and and bring you back on for for some thoughts about that. Any closing thoughts? We get to go home soon. Amen. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, really. Uh, so, folks, uh, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to check out all the recent podcasts. It's a busy week with lots of great content. Sometimes I wish I could spread these out, but calendar issues and the availability of some of our guests just doesn't make that possible. Plus, it's all urgent information. I want to get it out there as soon as possible. So spread the word. Stay in touch. Uh, we appreciate and need your continued support uh, prayer-wise and, and however the Lord leads uh, to continue to allow us to do what we're doing. We are so grateful. We have the best audience and the best uh, you know constituents at NBW Ministries in the world. I I can't tell you how much your emails mean to me, the encouragement, uh, and uh, just uh, stay in touch. If we can ever do anything, let us know. And uh, we've got a couple more great uh, shows scheduled for this week, including, by the way, I don't think I mentioned this, but later this week is our monthly appearance with Curtis Chamberlain and the Christian Underground News Network, and that's always fun. So God bless you, everyone, and we will see you next time.